0: This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 21. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Maggie Glemkowski. We're talking about balancing family life and ministry outside the home, and raising our daughters to know their dignity. If you have felt a call on your heart to do some service or ministry outside the home, but aren't sure how to go about it as a mom, I think you'll love this episode. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Maggie. Hi, Maggie. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Amber. I am so honored to chat with you because we had a couple scheduling issues and finally oh we got it worked out. And you are chatting with me today,
1: and you just had your second child, your son. I did, yeah, Was nine it? days ago. So, Steve oh James. my goodness! <laughs> so he, he's that, along for the conversation today. Fingers crossed, he uh, he stays asleep. <laughs> that's that's amazing. I'm so honored that you're speaking with me. So,
0: and you've got your little one with you, which yeah. is awesome. So. And you have a, another
1: child as well, yeah. a daughter? Yes, a daughter. Eva is two years old, so she's gotten to have the fun jump to big sister in the last couple of weeks, and she's done pretty well overall. Oh, um, great. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. She's very into her baby dolls all of a sudden, so.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. I remember that transition, too, when um, Lucy wanted to practice, like, changing the baby exactly. and nursing the baby. <laughs> totally. Yeah, because she's like very that. involved. That's awesome. That's so great. Well, I'm really excited to chat with you because um, motherhood in and of itself is a mission and a ministry. Absolutely. But there are some of us who have been called to a ministry or a mission um, outside of the home, outside of, um, you know, our life as a mom. And for you, um, part of that is Project... 541. So I wanted you to tell us a little bit about that because I think there's women listening that have that similar call who, you know, love their ministry and mission they've been called to as a mom, but also have something on their heart um, that's a ministry yeah. outside of that. So Absolutely. maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself and how that project began.
1: Yeah, sure thing. Yeah, so, so kind of like what you were just saying, um, that, that whole idea of um, mission and ministry just being a part of, of your heart and obviously your primary vocation being, um, you know, your marriage, your family, um, but then still feeling that, that call to, to outside the home as well. That's, that's been very thematic in, um, in my marriage with Tim. That's um, a desire for, for mission has been, has been very much a part of, of our dynamic. So I guess to backtrack a little bit, a little over a year ago, Tim and I were living in um, just outside Denver, Colorado. And kind of through a series of basically what can just be summed up as God things, uh, yeah. the Lord made it very clear that we were supposed to move back to His home area in Illinois, um, which was not what we were anticipating. We really thought we were going to be in um, in Colorado for at least a few years. So even that move was, there was just kind of the sense of like, okay, like for some reason, we're not entirely sure, like the Lord is now calling us to, um, to move to Illinois, to the west suburbs of Chicago, um, to serve Him there. And um, my husband took a job as a youth minister out here and also launched a not-for-profit. So it was kind of clear like these, um, those are kind of the ways the Lord was calling him specifically to start serving. And his not-for-profit is is focused on um, spreading evangelization and and helping parishes promote um, intentional discipleship as just their norm um, within their culture. Um, so I was, you know, I was excited for him, um, helping support him in those ways and whatnot. And, but still kind of like within my own heart, um, kind of asking that question of Lord, like, where is it that you're asking me to serve as well? Um, you know, and, and again, Eva was, you know, being a mom's a huge mission. So, um, yeah. was certainly, you know, loving just sinking into, um, to her turning two and everything like that. Um, but through, um, helping Tim with, um, with the youth group, I, I really just had it put on my heart to, um, to reach out more to the young women who were, um, who were coming to the weekly events. Um, and part of what struck me was um, I had so many conversations with them that kind of stay on that, like, how you doing? Great. How are you? You know, everybody's, everybody's doing perfect, but you know that they yeah. have so much going on in their hearts. Like, and and <laughs> it's easy to spot, I think, when you yourself are good at um, putting on a face, a good face. When you know someone else's, and um, I remember saying that to uh, my sister-in-law Jill, who's now she's the co-director with Project Five Forty One, that um, the only person better than a sixteen-year-old girl at, at a poker given a poker face is a thirty-year-old woman. <laughs> <I was laughs> kind of like you're saying, you're great, but I think there's a lot more going on in your heart. Um, yeah, and just uh, within my own life, I was I was blessed to go to Franciscan University, and um, and. Through my time there, I really benefited from sisterhood and um, being mentored by um, by women some of my own age, some a little older, and I just knew that was that, that community of other women was so pivotal in my own um, faith walk. And so it kind of like, this was all brewing on my heart, like last winter and whatnot, kind of like, how can I, what can I do to kind of reach out to these girls? And uh, kind of like the, uh, the light bulb moment was, it was funny, I actually went to go see the New Beauty and the Beast with my sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's that – have you seen it? Yes, I have. And mm-hmm. there's that, there's that uh, conversation that, like, Gaston is having with his sidekick about – he's like, what is it about, that? like, she won't do anything stupid to get my attention? And his friend's like, well, they call that dignity. Hmm. You know, and that, there was something about that. I was like, that's like that's kind of like a good launching point, like, yeah. you know, like dignity. That's kind of like I want to help these girls um, recognize their – just their value, How how – how much worth they have.
0: Mm, beautiful. Um,
1: so, uh, the name, like I, you know, I was praying over kind of like what, what to, how to go about this. And, um, I've always loved that the scripture verse Mark, um, chapter five, verse 41, and that's where Christ, um, heals the official's daughter. Um, and he says to her, Talitha kum, little girl, I say to you, arise. So this idea mm. of bringing hope into a hopeless situation, you know, and I think, um, I was recognizing on, um, some of these younger women's faces, like just, a a lack of belief that the Lord could bring, um, healing or a, a newness into whatever aspect of their life they might be struggling with. Um, mm-hmm. so last summer it was kind of like, all right, let's, let's see how this goes. I'm going to just kind of like throw a few texts. So like out a couple of flyers at, uh, at the youth group and see if anybody wants to come to a women's group. We, uh, we converted our garage for the summer into like a, a hangout spot. So instead of a, a man cave, the girls were calling it the she shed. <laughs> so I love we, it. So I was thinking, you know, we we're like, all right, let's see, like maybe we'll have like five girls come. Um, and by the end of the summer we have having, you know, about thirty girls um, coming. So it just seemed like there was enough interest and um, just just desire for that that community with other women that we're like, all right, let's let's make this official. Wow, so, yeah, uh, that's kind of that's those the launching point for project five forty one that's amazing. I love that i th- I'm thinking back on my own life and
0: um well i I've just got i've got a great relationship with my mom, and I'm so thankful for her. But I can tell that there were throughout my life women that were like slightly older than I was that mm-hmm. were instrumental in just kind of um helping to form me as well and to lead me to Christ, um, through their witness and through their encouragement. And so I see the value in that so much. And I mean, it's just, I think there's such a need out there and there's a testament to, you know, you having 30 young women (laughs) show up for something like this is there's a desire for it and a need for it. So, yeah, are, are there certain events that take place or is it more of a small group feel? So, so
1: basically what we do is we meet every other week and there's, um, there's a core team of, of both adult and young adult leaders. We have, um, it just, just honestly, like the, the, the leaders are very inspiring to me to be around. And then we have, um, probably like five pretty, very consistent, um, college girls who come as well. And we'll, um, we'll meet and we'll have like a, a talk. We have a time of fellowship. Um, we always pray together. We have some praise and worship together. Um, but it, it's basically like what we've done is we've, we've just covered different topics. Um, anything from, um, from the, the how to's of prayer to um, body image. We've talked about um, relationships. What else have we talked about? We, we did a series of, um, on uh on seeking our identity as um, being ch- blessed and chosen um as daughters of the mm-hmm. lord um so we've kind of we've c- kind of covered a myriad of topics but but part of our goal with all of them is to uh to make it relatable to their life so to kind of take it from the the idea and how does this actually like play out in your day-to-day life mm-hmm. so whatever topic it is like uh we really emphasize like what does this actually look like played out? Um, so that's more like we, there, there yeah, we've done some series, we've done some just independent topics, um, we take questions from the girls, um, and we're still kind of like figuring it out as we go because it's, it's relatively new, you know, a few months in. Right. Um, but' it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun. so that's wonderful. Yeah.
0: and I'm um, are you hoping that it will eventually there will be like
1: different? chapters across the nation or are you that yeah you... that would be awesome to have happen and, and we've had a few people reach out from um, other states or even other other parts of um, kind of neighboring counties um, and, and I think that that would be great if it if it could work that way you know um, I again it's it's a kind of like a universal need for women you know what I mean like I right. think especially in those transitional years um, and the, the program's simple, you know what I mean? Like, what, what we're doing is we're, we're basically just trying to, like, create a community, um, like, intentional friendship, talk mm-hmm. about authenticity, and one of the things that's worked really well is almost, like, the, uh, having that spread of ages. It's, you know, I'll see a 30-year-old woman sitting next to the freshman in high school, and they're chatting with the sophomore in college, and there's not really, um, there, there's not really, like, a sense of like we're in such different spots because we're gathering together with the common the huge common factor of being women together who are Mm. all in this journey you know like um i've often found like the talks like if i'm giving a certain topic um to the girls i'm like oh my gosh i needed to hear this so much myself Mm. (laughs) you know like um, yeah so i I think like it's it's a simple idea um and we yeah again we've had some people reach out who are interested so um, hopefully we can kind of create other other communities um around us as well. Yeah,
0: that's beautiful. I love it. Um, so as a, as a mom, how do you find that balance of mom life and ministry life? <laughs>
1: that's a very good question. <laughs> um, what I can say is it's a, it's a, that's been a topic uh, Tim and I have struggled to find the balance of overall this past year. Um, I work as well um, so there's there's been times where we've we've handled it better, and other times where we just honestly have really let our schedule get the better of us, that we haven't handled stress well and whatnot. Um, but we've what we have found over this past year, kind of trial and error, is um, when we when we make our keep our priorities straight, um, kind of everything else falls in place. So for making sure that we're setting aside time for um, for prayer, for each other as a couple, for our family. Um, then everything else just kind of falls into place more mm. naturally, you know because right. um, there will be those weeks where we just feel like we 're handing Eva back and forth, or um, the only thing that we 've seen each other at are different ministry events um, so it 's definitely been a, um, a learning curve um, to be honest, but but that 's kind of the lesson that we 've consistently come, come back to is um, like put, if you put God first and then your um, your spouse and your family after that um, you kind of can manage the rest of it a lot more effectively. Right. Um, I, I Eva's um she's a very chill kid. <laughs> so when I've had to bring her along to ministry events and whatnot, she's done great. Um, yeah. But that, and I think like, we, we don't mind the busyness, too, I think, um, that, that uh, she's, she's been along for the ride with that. Um, but I, I think, yeah, every, every family, I think, has to pray through what, what depending on the, the chapter that they're at in their life, what is the Lord calling them to? Because it's two years from now, like the Lord could be calling us to be serving to a, a different extent. Um, mm. Or even just like time out of the home for me might look very different. So I think it's kind of like that ongoing conversation with your spouse and the Lord as far as like, all right, what, where are we supposed to be serving? What's our mission right now as a family? And I think it's okay that like there are there are seasons where you have to focus more just on your your little family mm. to prepare before going out um, from the home as well.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I I love that idea of seasons too. I'm always reminding myself, like sometimes this season <laughs> might look a little different from exactly, the season yeah. I was in or the season I will be in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. Um. So maybe you could just walk us through your schedule because I I didn't realize you work full. Time to, or uh, I don't know if you work full. Time. You work part time, yeah. and then your husband works full time, and then you both do ministry, yeah. and then your parents. So, <laughs> so what does your schedule look like? Because, um, yeah, I'm having <laughs> trouble imagining it.
1: So it's um, thankfully with um, Theo's birth, we're actually kicking off a, a new um, season. <laughs> speaking of, yeah. in which our our schedule is going to look a little more manageable. A huge part of that is um, because for Tim, he's been very busy because he has been working full-time at a parish and then more or less putting in full-time hours with this not-for-profit. But um, thankfully, he's actually been able to um, now, now uh, grow the not-for-profit to a point where he's gonna be going full-time with that in a few weeks. Wow, um, and, and that's just, exciting. Yeah, uh, it's also Catholic Institute. So I think that's gonna be very helpful for his workload. Um, and then this past year, what I've done is, um, I worked two 10s in a PACU unit, um, I'm a nurse, And then I do um, call, overnight call, a couple times a week as well. So sometimes I have to get out of the house at like 2 a.m. to, you know, if there's an emergency case Mm -hmm. or something, kind of depends on the week. Um, So there has been, like, we've done a lot of juggling with, um, with Eva and everything like that too, which I think has pushed us to try and be more intentional with the time that we are all home together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I had to fight the uh, the urge to be like, okay, I'm home for a day off. Now I have to get everything done. And you know what I mean? like, right. <laughs> Got to make yeah. it, everything look perfect. Kind of like that. One of the things we've talked about with the girls is like, you know, let like go of those um, images of perfection that you put in your mm-hmm. head. Like um, you're worth more than, than those things. And I think that that's something that I'll struggle with. Like, okay, I have to be like the perfect, you know, I have to have the perfect home. I have to have the perfect workout schedule, whatever. So to just let go of those and um, focus on, all right, we're home together. So let's just soak that up today. Um, and then I have Project 541 every other week. Um, we, we did youth, uh, weekly youth group um, through the year. And then um, for Tim, for LALTO, he's, he, you know, it depends on the week. Sometimes he won't have any events. And like this um, upcoming week, he has something every night. So it kind of depends on the week um how much she's got going on there. So mm. um so yeah, it's been a busy year, but again, like with um I'm on maternity leave now, which is awesome. And uh Tim switching to to just the one job's going to be hugely helpful. So a um a little bit more of a of a easy pace for this next chapter which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Oh, I love that.
0: I love everything you're saying yeah. about that, <laughs>
1: especially with the idea of like letting go of
0: those um ideas of perfection. Everything needs to be a certain way and like a certain way. Yeah. That's so great. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your work because I know there are a lot of listeners that work outside the home. Mm -hmm. So for you, um, does Tim then take the kids while you're working? Uh, we've kind of done a
1: combo of of both. We've had, um, (laughs) we, (laughs) we've kind of pieced together (laughs) childcare throughout the past year, but, um, what's worked really well for the past fall was we had this, um, awesome college student named Mary. She would come to our house two days a week Uh to take care of Eva on the days I was working. Um, And we'll probably try and do something similar um, when I go back after uh, maternity leave as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, What
1: we had done for a few months was Tim was taking Eva on his days off because he would work weekends. He would have days off during the week. But what that wound up being was we never had a day off together. Yeah. Um, So that was again kind of one of those we had to look at our priorities here and we're going to make it a priority to have two days off together a week. Um, So it is kind of, you know, you pay more than for childcare instead of just dad hanging out. But for us, Mm -hmm. it was, it's been worth it to have, um, to have full days off together. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, it just works better for, for everybody's uh, mental state as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's great.
0: So do you have um, certain, strategies that you guys use or maybe tips for how you spend intentional time together as a family or like even just intentional time you and Tim together um do you guys set aside a a certain do you set aside a certain time for that or do you just make an effort to
1: really be present to one another it's been mostly just like making that effort um when we were in Colorado like the it it was very easy for us because we both love hiking so it was. Um, it was kind of like we didn't have to think about it. We would just strap Eva on in the Ergo, and we'd hike um, a couple times a week. Fine. Um, that was yeah. It was great. It was you can't beat the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Um, but so it's it's oh in a way it's it's been good. Like we we miss that so much. Um, but it, it's pushed us to have to um, to think more about like how are we actually you know spending time together like we don't have this uh, you know very obvious way that we want to both go and hang out and um him and I both we leisure very differently like what mm. our interests are are very different um so that's it's it's good because it um it really does make it a conversation then um what are we going to do to to hang out like last night we were just we decided hey tomorrow let, let's have a let's have hot toddies and play cribbage tomorrow night after the kids are in bed. Fun. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it can just be like those simple things I think. But for us, it's important that we do actually talk about it because I find that otherwise you can get to like a free evening and you kind of just, you wind up not, not actually being that intentional about the time that you're spending as a family or even as a couple. Like um, I, I, that's what I I personally find is Mm. um, to have the conversation ahead of time really helps. Um, so that's that's worked for us uh, for this past year. <laughs> yeah, that's so great because I think people
0: listening um, a lot of the women probably have different interests or different ways that they like to relax and wind down than their -hmm. husband does. So I think that's so important, just opening up the communication and chatting about, okay, what do we want to do? What would we both
1: enjoy? Yeah. It's like the classic like, you should probably decide what restaurant you're going to before you get in the car. Like (laughs) you're not gonna have any idea. Like Yes. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah. And then it's um I think like we both do um we we do really love um doing ministry, and that, that has been a blessing to connect over as well. Like mm. um, the ways that we can if we're, if we're both attending um, an event, um, it's, it's a very um, unifying thing. And that's, again, kind of like I was saying at the beginning, something that we've very much so valued as, um, you know, that, that, that is like an aspect of marriage. Like they, uh, in the catechism, it says that like uh, it's, a, it's a missional vocation. Mm. Um so we've found that to really strengthen our relationship when we've ever um if we've uh taken on something together like last spring we um we ran a series for married people over to the parish and it was it was great you know we did it for four weeks um we would have speakers come in and um did dinner and drinks for the couples and everything like that and um even though it was a lot of work we did we'd you know come home exhausted at the end of the day, but there was this um great sense of having like Uh, work together for a greater good you know um so so i think that that's been a blessing that we share that um desire together that's beautiful i'm wondering do you think it's like a
0: because you and tim both seem to have um just kind of like a uh i guess when an idea comes or um um, an idea for ministry or something like that, you're able to just really jump into it and kind of get things going with, um, you know, your husband starting a not-for-profit and then you starting Project 541 and, you know, this marriage um, ministry that you're talking about that you did. It just seems like you have... I I'm wondering if it's like a personality thing or is that something that you you two have just committed to doing? Like <laughs> something comes, we're yeah, just right going <laughs> to...
1: <laughs> like to to add, add on to our plates, I guess. Uh, I think yeah, maybe, maybe both. Like I think um it's uh I think both of us, even before we, we got married, um, we both had desires to do um something big for the Lord. And that's that's mm-hmm. a desire that we've we've really had to allow the Lord to um to purify in us because I think for each of us we had very set notions of what that looked like at one point in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, for me for example like I was like to serve the Lord is to do mission work like big time like in Africa. Um so that was like in my head I was like that's what I have to do to to do something big and um <laughs> if we actually what after we had started dating we broke up and I went to Africa <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so wow. went to seminary um because we both kind of like we had set in our heads like this is what it means to like do something big for God. Hmm. Um and so, and through um, that experience of like a breakup, and then um, you know, in the, the following year, I think the Lord really purified that um, desire to do um, like something big, and to, to really just like let go of how we want that to look. Hmm. Make sure that you're con- like, I, I need to be, um, I need to be able to recognize like. Like to do something big for God is to like is to love my husband well and to love our children well. Hmm. Um, so I think each of us had to go through like a, a purification um, of those desires before we could really start like actually like trying to, to, to do things in in a, in a more um, in, in, a, in a way that would uh, have a bigger effect on the people or culture around us. Um, I just say that to like <laughs> just like we we really had to like there had to be a lot of interior work done I think in each of us before we could kind of start um, like serving others around us from from the right spot in our hearts mm-hmm. um, and then yeah I think I think each of us has kind of like that that desire to just kind of like I don't know like do do something fun or creative or new in an area and we were really blessed through our time both in Denver and then we had lived in Ann Arbor Michigan for a few years prior to to moving to Denver we were very blessed in each of those areas to have a lot of very um, strong uh, mentors and influences as far as people who were kind of living out that missional aspect well. Um, mm-hmm. In Ann Arbor, there's this couple that we knew, Pat and Mary too. And they just like, everybody in that community knew them and loved them because at some point Pat and Mary had walked them through um, just some, some chapter of their life okay. where they really needed a home to land in or, or just somebody to be there to walk with them. Um, and Beautiful. you very much so learn from their example. Um, mm. And then as well, um, when we were in Ann Arbor, um, we were around different ministries. For example, Beloved Revolution. I don't know if you've heard of them.
0: Uh, no, it's, I haven't.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a women's ministry. Um, and I just had a ton of respect for what they were doing with the um, with the young women in the area. And I really learned from, from being around that example. So I think... Um, that we have—it's a combination, maybe, of like our natural interests as well as, as um, thankfully, being given the gift of um, great examples and mentors in those areas. Hmm. Beautiful.
0: I love that, and I think a lot of the listeners are coming from a place of formerly in ministry or mm-hmm. mission and still have that desire. Desiring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I love what you're saying. How um, you know that desire is still there, but the Lord has like purified it and. Um, you've been able to see how like what he's called you to now um, might look different than, <laughs> you know, Very what you totally. had in mind, but um, yeah. that's beautiful. I
1: love it. Yeah. And, that, that, and I think especially as, um, as women, as moms like that, that transition is pretty significant. You know, when you have like, maybe there was a time where you were able to, to give in like a, this is like 40 hours a week plus that I'm like ministering to people in this way. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's a pretty big transition when all of a sudden it's like, okay, can I can I do that now? You know what I mean? Right. Um, like for example, like one another way, like I uh, you know felt very called in like a, in a mission way was uh, when I lived in Ann Arbor. I worked um, in an ICU there as a nurse, and um, I, I loved that. You know, um, really loved the adventure of it, and really felt like I'm making a difference in these people's lives. Um, so to go from working full-time to this a pretty big transition to kind of part-time at a unit that's really just more about uh, what works better for family hours mm-hmm. than anything else, you know, it's kind of, a, it, it does, it pushes you to make sure that um, your heart's in the right spot with all of it mm. and that you are putting God first and then your family and then asking, you know, how do you want us to serve as a family? Um, but I, f- I think that that's probably a, a struggle that um, any mom who, who did serve in a more like full-time capacity at some point would have, you know, kind of transitioning to what does this look like? How do I, how do I serve others now that um, I have like these little humans that are dependent (laughs) on me for life? Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right.
0: And what you were saying about work, just like a light bulb went off in my head that, um, you know, for women that are working outside the home, that in a lot of ways, maybe what, you know the lord is calling you to right mm-hmm. now and that might be the ministry that he's calling you to absolutely um, so i i love that and i
1: just yeah <laughs> that was a realization for me like that, that our absolutely, full-time yeah. work which could be and that, that's a actually been well. yeah, very important for me to remember this past year too like in part because it wasn't this hyper intense unit i kind of at some point i realized i was just kind of like going through every shift just kind of like on maintenance mode mm-hmm. and I, I realized like i'm still working with with persons, you know, there's still an Mm -hmm. opportunity here to connect and serve and um, love up on the people who are in front of me, you know, it it doesn't have to be in this like intense scenario, you know, like, um, and I I realize I've just, I spent a couple months just totally missing the fact that the Lord's put these people in front of me, um, and I can certainly still love them and um, do my best to serve them, you Mm -hmm. know, even though it's not like Uh, my uh, ideal uh, unit or something like that.
0: Right. That's great. That's amazing. It's beautiful. I, I just feel like, Maggie, you and your family have, it seems as you have such a, a grasp on, you know, where the Lord is moving in your life and what he's called you to. It's beautiful. I, I love hearing your story. So thanks for sharing that. Learning curves for sure in this past year. Hmm, I love it. Um, so turning gears a little bit, I wanted to ask you about, um, because you have a daughter and a lot of women listening <laughs> probably have daughters. Yeah. So with you know the mission of project 541 and also with raising our own daughters i wanted to ask you if you had any thoughts or tips on things that we can do to raise our own daughters to know their dignity
1: yeah um yeah that's a, that's a very good question and i i think um just kind of working a little more um intimately like more more actually like closely with these girls um it's something i've pondered more on like um I'm not going to lie, like, the thought of having, like, daughters in high school, I'm like, oh, man, that's a big yes. thing. <laughs> that's kind of scary. <laughs> I have a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I think um, kind of like I was saying, almost like in, in um, even just being a few years older than these girls, I have been struck by how many times um, when preparing a talk or something for them that, that I've really been struck by, man, I, I think the Lord in a big way wanted me to give this particular topic because I needed to hear it myself. Hmm um and it has it's it's kind of highlighted for me the importance of um uh, of just of, of our own journey our own ongoing journey as um you know it's not like you get married or become a mom and you're okay <laughs> got it all figured out now <laughs> right. yeah. um but that we need to continually um as um, as adult women as um, wives and mothers kind of dive into that journey ourselves like um Continuing to sink into our dignity as coming from the Lord and uh, mm. not the things around us. And I, I think, say, for Eva, like she's two years old, but she does learn from my example already. You know? So I think um, just just being aware of, of how permeable their little hearts and souls are mm. um, and how much they're constantly watching you. Um, so if you, you know, I think, you know, say if you're, you Aye. tend to make a lot of self deprecating remarks or kind of just are like, critical of, your, of yourself in front of your kids. Even when they're little, I, I really do think they absorb that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important to um, like start by even at this very young age by giving that example of, of uh, believing in your dignity, of um, believing in your worth, because it does color your comments and the way that you interact with uh, people um, on a daily basis, you know um, I, I'm not nearly at that point point end of getting to have these kind of conversations with Eva where we sit down like, now Eva, do you, do you understand where your dignity comes from? I think we got a, a few years before we started right. having the conversation. <laughs> but I think um, having a culture of, of good communication in your home um, from when they're young is, mm-hmm. is an important thing um, because I think about myself in high school. Like I was very um, reticent to opening up at all. I really didn't have a desire to connect with people emotionally. I wasn't going to share any of my struggles. Um, And and I I needed to kind of like learn how to do that um, through college. I think some of those, that was one of the biggest gifts I I received from the sisterhood there was um, understanding what it meant to be authentic and vulnerable. And Mm -hmm. I think if you have that as a culture in your home, um, that'll transfer uh, well into high school years that um, you've set this this tone to your family that would allow your daughters to be more um, comfortable in in talking with you what's, through those kinds of topics, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, and I can imagine that there's, yeah, I, I'm sure that there are years just where no matter how hard you try, like your 16-year-old daughter just doesn't want their mom to be the one talking to them. Mm. Um, so maybe making sure that they have um, good examples and mentors that maybe they um, would look up to and, and maybe be um, quicker to talk to about certain things. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's a learning process, obviously, that, that I'm on myself right now, just between having Eva and then working with these girls in high school. But um, I, I do think it starts with us kind of recognizing um, our own uh, place in the journey there and just knowing, like, we need to, to be uh, intentional as well about um, about those kinds of topics like mm. understanding our, where our identity comes from um, do we, are we practicing what we're preaching or are we practicing what we want our daughters to believe do mm. um, I, I, I see how, how much Eva is constantly watching me you know even like the baby doll. Right. Thing. she sees me with Theo so now she's doing everything I'm doing with him with her baby dolls you know like that's like we're their, we're their first school, you know right. Wow, that's
0: great. Yeah, I I think about how much my daughter who's 3 um how much she picks up on and you're exactly right. It's um the way that you know I speak as a mom and the way that I act and the way that I hold myself um she picks up on that for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So I think I think that's great especially for moms who have toddlers and preschoolers that mm-hmm. it starts with You know, it's not something you wait till high school to have this conversation, but it starts with, um, yeah, holding yourself up and recognizing Mm -hmm. your own dignity as a daughter of God. Um, Absolutely. I love what you're saying there. That's beautiful. Well, Maggie, what would you say is your favorite part
1: of your home and why? Favorite part of my home? I think um, right now it is our living room. Um, It was not when we moved into the house, uh, uh, not quite a year ago, maybe like 10 months ago, because it was this terrible, like, just the most neutral beige color in the world. (laughs) We've since painted it blue. And uh, there's just a lot of nice um, natural light in there. So it has this very peaceful atmosphere to it. And uh, ever since Tim and I first got married, like we've been really bad about um, like eating all our meals at the table. (laughs) Like we're very inclined to like have Breakfast and lunch in the living room, like sitting oh, on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> so now like, nice. All four of us will just be sitting on the couch, like having oatmeal or something in the morning. So it's like. <laughs> It's very much like the communal spot in our home. You know what I mean? Like, I love that. Um, so it, it has like um, just the sense of like family very mm. much in that room. Um, very comfortable couch as well. So it's, it's very nappable. Mm. So the combination of those two things puts that, that room uh, high up on the list for me. That's great. I love it. And
0: what are you loving recently?
1: Let's think here. What am I loving recently? I'm really into pomegranate seeds. Oh, okay. Um,
0: so do you buy the whole pomegranate and then take the time to uh,
1: open sometimes. it up and... <laughs> and My mother-in-law knows that I love pomegranate seeds, so she's t- she'll have like the little bucket of them. Oh, that's awesome. And even I will just uh, – we'll split one. <laughs> <laughs> that's been fun. Um, I am reading Head Revisited, so I've been enjoying that. Oh, nice. Great. Um, what else? What else are we uh, into these days? um tim and i are watching this is us oh okay my parents watch that and they've been They're telling okay. us for a while yeah. that we need to get into it so, <laughs> so that's been fun and then uh, we have with uh popcorn and orange juice so those are some of the, the favorite things right now
0: awesome i love that
1: both things <laughs> and finally do you have any mom hacks to share um washable markers don't ever buy the real ones yes ultra ultra washable ones we've learned that lesson the hard way a thousand times yeah um let's see google calendar has saved our life a lot this year
0: okay that's Um, good that's what we we like to use too
1: (laughs) okay nice then uh what else has has been helpful um let's see we've we've uh gotten eva on track with like the kind of music we like which has been helpful oh that's so she, fun like, she likes josh Garrels and like penny and sparrow and stuff like that <laughs> cute so i love that that's kind of nice because i was at some point i was like i can't listen to any more toddler radio i mean if you need me to we will but <laughs> yeah so, uh, so that's been helpful i enjoy when we all listen to music now <laughs> that's awesome that's so great
0: um yeah for a while we we're putting our kids to sleep with um a Lauren a Lauren Daigle CD and so oh, nice. they got used to um, the songs and so the other day uh, one of her songs came on in the car and and my daughter was, like, singing along. I could not believe she knew the word. Totally. That was that's totally. crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing when,
1: like, they like even will be singing, like, an Oh, Hello song or something. I'm like, how did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, how permeable they are. They just, exactly. like, pick up on
0: stuff you didn't even realize. Yeah, that's great. And um, the thing about the washable markers, we also learned that the hard way because we yep. have a, like, a dry erase easel board, kind of, that um, my daughter likes to, she's very Artistic, so yeah. it likes to do drawings and, but that marker does not come off anything no, else. Yes, so
1: yes, was a similar experience to what we had as yeah. well, as well as a, uh, a permanent marker that was taken to a lot of furniture. Oh no! <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, I guess that's on us. Yeah. Other, I'd also say that we're uh, we're really loving having two kids. That's been a fun transition. Mm,
0: oh, good. That's so awesome. Yeah. I I really enjoyed the transition to having two as well. Of course, there were yeah. some. Uh, difficult things you know with the transition but um my kids are at an age now where um they're like playing well together uh that's awesome. for the most part
1: yeah. <laughs> so that's fun but to we're looking forward to that yeah uh, Evo's uh, already subjected Theo to a few tea parties and painting his nails and whatnot that's <laughs> so, so sweet <laughs> he can uh can run away yeah for guys, so. oh that's <laughs> so cute i love yeah. that
0: <laughs> awesome well maggie thank you so much for being on today especially with having a newborn i'm just really grateful that you took out the time to chat with me absolutely
1: and- yeah thank you so much for having me on amber and it's um yeah just just an honor to to be able to talk with you and um yeah awesome well give your family uh,
0: my best and i'll go ahead and close this in a prayer awesome Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the mission and the ministry that you've called us to as moms. Um, I pray, Lord, that today we can see that mission as a gift, even during the times when it feels more like exhaustion. (laughs) And uh, we pray in a special way today for those moms involved in additional ministry outside their family life, Lord, that you would um, multiply their efforts and Give them the grace and the strength uh, to continue that mission that you've called them to. And Jesus, we pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, friends. I pray that you all are enjoying a blessed Christmas season with family. Will you join me today in thinking about how we can better love the Lord this year? In the book, Happy Are You Poor?, which I chat about in an earlier episode, there are a series of questions posed at the end of the book. This one has stuck with me since reading it. Does the gospel affect me? Change me? How different am I today from what I was one year ago? Today, let's think about how we can better love the Lord this year and be transformed by him. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you all are in my prayers.